Hey friends, thanks for joining us on the Changed Movement podcast. For more resources, visit changedmovement.com or follow us on Instagram. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome to the welcome to our Friday Change interview. <laughs> and we have our awesome friend Kim Zember with us. We met you, Kim, a couple of years ago, a little over two years ago at the first Freedom March and became great friends in a moment hearing your you opened up your heart vulnerable beautiful story the moment we met you and we are our hearts kind of connected and so we're so excited to have have kim zimber on here with us today do you have anything you want to say elizabeth start off well other than I, got, I, I think i got my name out of that that last right? you just go ahead because uh, yeah you go ahead so uh, in case you didn't, you couldn't catch that, we're with our great friend, Kim Zimber. Um, she is a major part of our friends at Freedom March and that incredible story of uh, redemption. And so we wanted her to share a little bit of her background and then talk about, you know, what's the Lord doing and saying with you and take it away. Amen. <laughs> well, uh, it's good to good to see the both of your faces, Ken, and half hear your voice as well. But um, yeah, so my story is a little bit, um, as all of our stories are, every soul is different, right? Um, and so my story is a little bit different in that I did not experience um, any abuse at all, physically, spiritually, emotionally. Um, clearly didn't grow up in a perfect family, but grew up in a faith-based family and, and not one that just Oh, that's what you have to do. You know, it was, it was real for my parents. Um, the Lord was Lord and savior of my parents' life. And, and I witnessed that as a young child. And so, um, I've asked many times, I'm like, why God, like, why did I veer so far from everything that I was raised in and believed is true? Right. Cause I think there's a difference sometimes of, well, I was raised in that, but I don't believe it. Right. Like I was raised to believe that vegetables are good and I'm still kind of rejecting that. Um, but <laughs> But there was things that I did, was raised in that I was like, wait, this, this is real, like this resonates, right? And the things of the Lord. And so in that, I've, I've asked many times, um, I've stopped now because I see that God uses all things for his good and free will, right? Like that did not get taken away from me because I was raised in a faith-filled family. And so one of the rare things too, that nobody ever believes, but um, I was raised in a Catholic family. And um, that is kind of like, you know, some people are like, oh, we need to pray over her, you know, um, but I'm still Catholic and um, I see the Lord moving in such beautiful ways. And so, yeah, for me, um, I remember ever since I was younger, always being drawn to women. Um, that's just kind of what it was. It was never a sexual draw. It was just, I had two older brothers, um, still do. And so they were kind of my role models. My dad was very present. Um, he was a working man, but uh, home every night for dinner. And my mom was present. She was a stay-at-home mom. Um, but and, and everybody was present to me. So like, I look back, I'm like, I don't know like what was missing or, or what was going on here. Um, but the reality is what it, what it was. And so I remember always being drawn to women. Um, I know that in my later, like junior high years, I, I kind of had this thing of wanting to take care of women. I saw my brothers taking care of their girlfriends. I saw my dad taking care of my mom. And so I, I don't, I just kind of took to that. I just had this heart that wanted to, love and provide for others. Um, and that didn't really happen with men, right? Like that was just a weird thing. So I could do that for my friends. Um, and then it wasn't until high school that that got twisted. 
Um, I remember there was a girl my senior year and she, um, everybody said she was gay. And I'm like, that makes no sense because like the stereotypical woman that liked women w did not look like her. She looked like Britney Spears. I'm thinking, what's going on here? And, and I like her. So what does this mean? And about that time, Carrie, uh, Carrie, Katy Perry came out with a song that she kissed a girl and she liked it. And so I had a lot of influences. I'm not blaming that, but I did have a lot of influences like and confusion in my mind too. Like, is it really that bad? I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't having sex with the guys I was dating. And I couldn't really date in high school because every time I started dating, they, it, like kissing was not enough. And so nothing against men, but it just wasn't. And so for me, it was like, okay, well, I'm not going to do this because I did believe that premarital sex was something that like God got right. <laughs> and I know that sounds horrible to say, but that's just kind of where I was at. And so for me, kind of women were safe. Um, and it wasn't threatening morals for me uh, until it came with that girl. And so I did end up getting with her. Uh, it's a whole, whole story. Knew exactly what I was doing. I plotted it out. It was not, oh, I don't know, it just happened. I, I would kind of love to say that was the case, but it wasn't. Um, I, had, I had thought something and then I entertained it in my mind and then it became an action. I, I believe that's why the Lord in his word says, right, to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. Um, I did not do that. <laughs> I had heard the word of God a lot, but I, I did not live it out. It's the living, breathing word when it becomes flesh of our flesh, right? And so in that, um, that went on and I started, I started kind of on and off, kind of hooking up with women um, behind the scenes, always dating a guy in the forefront. Um, and that was going on for years. Um, a lot happened in between there. I, I don't want to share too much. I mean, we, we all have different, different stories, but the, the long and short of it was I ended up moving to Ethiopia. So that was different at 23. Um, and that's where that same desire I had of, of taking care of people, I now found that women I would usually hook up with, like I was, I had a thing, sounds strange and horrible to say, but I had a thing for moms, like single moms, because I think it was a compassion in my heart. Like in the States, it was a compassion in my heart. I've seen people that were struggling and wanting to help, but then I put my own will into it. Like the will of God was probably like, yes, you can walk beside and help people. And then I put my own desires and I let those desires override the, the will of God. And so when I was in Ethiopia, though, that didn't happen. And I saw these women that needed help and something in my heart just burst open. And that started something brand new for me. I was not willing to give up the desires I had yet, but I was like, okay, God created me on purpose and for a purpose. And I could see a little bit of that here. Um, long story short, ended up getting married to a guy um, knew I was not dealing with things. I went to counseling actually when I was 19, I put myself in counseling. This is it. This is actually interesting. Put myself in counseling at 19. Nobody knew. Um, I did this on my own 150 bucks an hour, driving an hour away, um, into La Jolla. I lived in, I lived in Southern California and, um, I asked him, I told him everything that was going on, um, Christian counselor. And, um, and so in that, what ended up happening, he told me, he affirmed that I was gay. He's like, well, you're, you're gay. This is, this is what it is. I'm like, well, you're Christian, like a Christian counselor. What am I supposed to do with this? He's like, well, in less words, you'll never be happy unless you live this out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I should have just opened the phone book and grabbed some random counselor. Like I was seeking out Christian guidance. And so it was really confusing to me. And then I'm like, but why does it say this in the Bible? Oh, you don't understand the Bible. So I got a lot of that. I knew if I went to my parents, I knew what they would say. So I did not want to go there because I was like, I knew they'd be like, Kim, I no doubt these desires are real, but 
we have a lot of desires we're not called to live out. And so I just didn't want to do that. I, I heard enough from my parents growing up and I wanted to hear it from someone else. And so I lived for years um, just in this confusion, but yet knowing, yet knowing. I could not de deny that I knew differently, but um, I just didn't want to surrender. And so ended up, like I said, getting married uh, to a man and then cheated on him um, shortly after about a year of marriage with a married woman. That led me into um, a lot of hiding, um, ended up getting a divorce, and then dated women openly um, for years after that. And it wasn't until that I got cheated on um, that I said, okay, Lord, I'm the common denominator in all this. You need to show me that you're better at being God than I am, um, and please act fast. And, and that was October 17th, 2014, and, and nothing has been the same since then. Um, it's been radical. There's a lot in between. There's a lot that's happened since then. It was not, oh, good. You know, I was blind. Now I see. Yes. But kind of like the one who was, you know, healed in the Bible. He's like, I, I see maybe people, but they look like trees. And so this was a process of healing. Um, it was a process of hungering for the heart of God more than the heart of others, um, more than the heart of myself. Right. And so a lot of things, selfishness, pride, um, the Lord wanted to heal, reveal, and then heal in me. Um, so it, it, it's been a beautiful journey. Um, I have, by the grace and mercy of God, I do not have a guilt and a shame. I'm not proud of the things I've done in my past, um, but I believe that I'm a new creation um, every day that I give my life to the Lord. And that is worth celebrating. What he did on Calvary Hill, what Jesus did on Calvary Hill, I don't take lightly. Um, and it's not a one and done. Um, I pray every morning to give my life to him this day and throughout the day. Um, and so I've just learned through this really, really difficult struggle um, and the desires that I've had, um, how good he is and how much I need him, how much I need him. Um, and it's not a using, this is like, you've, you've supplied yourself for me, Holy Spirit, to be always present. And then now I know I need you, like there's nothing better. It'd be horrible if he's like, you need me and you can't have me, you've got to earn me or you've got, Right? And that's just not the case. And so just super, super um, thankful and blessed and want everybody, everybody, whether I'm at the gas station or sharing at a conference, to know how good he is, how good he is, and how weak we are. And that's okay. It's okay to admit our weakness. For Paul boasted in his weakness, for there God was made strong. God is always strong. But when we allow ourselves to be transparent I believe that's where God can just manifest in, in miraculous ways. So, yeah. Amazing. So good. So powerful. So uh, over the last few years, how did, how did you get involved with Freedom March? Yeah, so it was actually, it was beautiful. Um, I was actually up writing a book. I, I actually just finished it um, and it's coming out next month. Um, Barnes and Noble and everything is amazing what the Lord's doing with that. But That's pretty I was, cool. What's the title? What did you end up on the title with that? You know, Elizabeth, I actually totally, the Lord, I felt shifted it. And so I went with Restless Heart. Restless Heart. Restless. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's Kim and I had some, had some deep conversations about what to name this book. And, and yeah. he used me to kind of throw out some possibilities. So I'm sure you yeah. asked several people, but that was really fun. Restless Heart. So we'll look for it in Barnes and Noble. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so it was actually, um, I, I went up to the mountains and got away, turned my phone off. And I felt after three days, the Lord asked me to turn my phone on. And I did. And my, one of my best friends had texted me and she said, you're not alone. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm in a mountain. Like, don't tell me that I'm not like, I want to be alone. Like, what's going on? 
Right. So I'm a little creeped out. And then she, she sent me this article and it was about the first Freedom March in DC. And she's like, you're not the only one. Like, there's more of you. And I'm like, okay, you're sounding a little, you know, boxing me in here, but I get what you're saying. I knew she meant it in a way of love. And, um, and so I looked it up and literally I was like, okay, I got to see that these people are real. Like, and I want to see that they're not crazy and like angry, you know? Um, and so I'm like, I got to fly out there. And so literally that, that night I bought a flight and I packed up from the, from the cabin and I flew out the next day. Um, and, and from that point, just, just encountering um, stories that are similar, stories that are so different, but souls um, that are passionate about Jesus, that don't care if the world sees them as crazy, like radically in love. And, and I could just, I, 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 I hunger for that, like to have community like that. And so that's how that started. And then um, we actually did. So that was the first uh, Freedom March. I was no part of it. I just showed up. That's where I met you, Ken and Elizabeth, right? Um, and yeah. then they asked uh, if I would ever consider doing the Freedom March. And so we did LA, uh, the very next one. <laughs> um, so, yeah. so that's kind of how that happened. Very neat. I didn't realize that you came in kind of after it had started. So yeah, that's cool. And you, you are also um, a busy missionary, or you have been. Yeah. So um, tell us a little bit about your work in Africa. Yeah, so um, we serve um, to Unforgotten Faces. I started when I was 23. Um, and it's been so it's been like 13 or something years. I'm 36 now. So um, going on 14 years, I think. And, um, and so yeah, we serve single moms. Um, and we walk beside them. We show them that, hey, yes, you live in poverty, but that is not who you are. That's the state of where you are, right? But, but the Lord has more and you are his. And so we just raise them up um, in who they are in Christ and their gifts and their talents that he's given them. Um, and while we do that, we, we um, serve their children. So we have 280 kids that we serve that feel like my own. I'm not married wow. and kids of my own, but I feel, well, I feel married to Christ and I feel like he's given me more kids than I could ever birth um, and here and in Ethiopia. And um, yes, we do food, education, healthcare. And I can just see like the Lord is so, so gracious to show me like a little bit of the giftings that he's given me to be used for his glory. I, I see how I use those most of my, you know, young life for myself, right? Like self-feeding, self, self, self. And, and when, when I just say, Lord, you know what? You created me. Like, what do you want to do? Like, why? Why am I created this way? What, the, from the way I look to the way I act, like, you know, some of that probably needs a lot of refining, but the giftings, like, what is it? And, and, um, and so when, when I was in Ethiopia and still to this day, I mean, he just, he, he blew the shell off my heart um, in many ways. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's more of a blessing I feel in my life um, because I found life through, um, through loving and serving his people. And so, yeah, it's, um, something that I will always be thankful, always be thankful for. So. Well, so, um, what's the Lord speaking to you in this season or, um, what encouragement can you give people who are listening? Yeah, I think for me being so go, 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 um, just in this, you know, kind of different time, just that importance of the one-on-one -on -one with the Lord. Um, we can do conferences, we can write books, we can, and that's all beautiful and praise the Lord for it. But depart from me, I do not know you um, is what the Lord has been kind of speaking and not in a hateful, not condemning, 
but this conviction of heart of like, Lord, I, I know he knows me, but I want to, I want to know your heart. I want to get in that private place with you and stay there and, and yearn for that more. And I feel like he's been speaking to me a lot about PDA. I've never been a PDA person, you know, public displays of affection with, with people I was with. And I thought, wow, if I don't like that with other human beings, why am I okay with that so much with you, God? That I'll go to a conference and I'll throw my hands up and I'm, I'm crying and I'm weeping, but, but they're in my room, right? In the bedroom. That's, you know, and so he's just really in a, in a loving, fatherly way, speaking to me about that as his child um, of the desires of his heart and which are the desires of mine. And so um, I just encourage people in this time that, that, yeah, I know we're being released from, but I, I, I pray we don't go back to the normal because I think if God was really okay with the normal, he wouldn't have allowed this. He didn't make this happen, but I don't think in his goodness, he'd allow this to happen if he was totally at peace and, and celebrating what our normal maybe was. Um, so I pray that, yes, we can get back to community, but that um, we don't lose sight of this time that, that we have had, though there's much pain for many people and loss of jobs. I'm, I'm not celebrating that, um, but God is the same. God is the same. His goodness is the same. Um, and his outpouring is the same. And so I think he's just inviting each one of us to a greater encounter on a more intimate and personal level, no matter what. And so, um, yeah, to, to really look and ask the Holy Spirit, like I've asked the Holy Spirit, like, let me see through your lens, not my own. You know, let me see everything through through your lens. And I don't want to be defined. Look, when I was dating women, I, I didn't let myself be, def be defined as gay. I mean, people were like, you have a girlfriend. I'm like, I know, I introduced you to her. And they're like, then you're gay. I'm like, no, I'm not. See, because I didn't know who I was. I just knew who I wasn't right? And so yeah. I accept that. But the same goes, a book coming out, I'm not an author. No, I'm his. I'm authored by my father, right? And I've penned what I feel he asked me to pen. And I go to Ethiopia, but I'm not a missionary. I'm his. And these are the things he's called me to do. But I don't, just as I didn't let gay identify me, I don't want the good things of God to identify me either, right? Um, because if the mission goes away, who am I? What am I? If the book flubs and everybody hates me, who am I, right? It, it's not about me. And so it, it kind of helps to keep that heavenly perspective. And so I just encourage people um, to really ask our father to, to talk to us personally about who we are to him, who we are to him, um, and let that be our root, as we already know, but I, I don't think we could ever hear enough from him on that. So. I have a question for you, Kim. Oh, sorry. Is that right, Elizabeth? Yeah, go for it. So, um, so you're obviously, a, you know, a, just a, a strong spirited lady that, you know, goes and pioneers a ministry in Ethiopia and, and all of that. And what, what, what is it like as far as people supporting you? Like, um, particularly as you were walking out of, you know, that, that time where you had been, you know, with women as well. Um, did you have people in your life that were championing you in really kind of going to a deeper level of dedication with the Lord and letting go of the, the homosexual behavior and things like that? Oh, absolutely. I am so thankful for who the Lord put. See, and for me, it wasn't about numbers. It wasn't quantity. It was quality. Mm -hmm. Those mm -hmm. who gave, um, I was okay if I had one, but you know, I actually, for the first time, started to utilize, not use, but utilize the family he gave me. 
um, as well. And instead of running from, I ran to and I embraced the beauty and I had to get over myself, over ego, all those things mm -hmm. and really surrender to friendships in a different way. Um, and the Lord just so blessed that. And so, yeah, it was, it was hard. My family loved me so well, even when I was living just totally like the prodigal. I mean, I was just, I was eating pig slop um, for sure. And, and they yeah. could see me um, and they loved me so well, but they never veered on the truth. And that was so important. Though it frustrated me to no end, I am so thankful they did not think that truth could change based on what I wanted. Um, that, yeah. that was truth um, and that it was always, always rooted in and wrapped in love. And so um, through that, when I now desired and surrendered on my own, nobody made me change. Nobody forced me. This was a internal to an external um, that happened within me. And um, so, yeah, very thankful for the friends that he gave me that encouraged me in the Lord. We didn't really talk a lot about sexuality. It was more like get in his word, get in his presence, you know, and for me going to mass, I started going to mass every day, praise and worship um, in the car, on the floor, you know what I mean? Just anywhere and everything, any, anything that smelt of Jesus, I wanted that. And I was encouraged and I, I chose to yeah. surround myself even with the few, with people who had a same hunger, right? And that was really so pivotal. And to this day, um, is pivotal. Um, but now, you know, you learn things on your own too, and that's not prideful. It's just, it's just the reality of kind of maturing. Um, and mm -hmm. so I'm so thankful for those friends still and now. Um, and now I just say, Lord, how can I be that to someone else, right? Um, and be that yeah. encouragement towards the heart of Christ. So, yeah. What's it's it beautiful. like for you um, in the Catholic Church? Like, yeah, so well, you know, I mean, here we are, all of us charismatic. So it's really yeah. fun to kind of hear some of your perspectives, which are different sometimes. And, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, do you ever brush up against Encourage or any of the organizations in the Catholic Church? Yeah, so um, I've been asked to, to speak and share at Courage and Encourage, which is the apostolate, the, the ministry um, that is for those who struggle um, with same-sex attraction. Um, it does not change you. It does not any of that. It's about sharing stories, sharing struggles, um, praying together, being together, interceding for one another, talking real, which we all need. Um, so it's actually within the church. Um, I'm so thankful. And, and Elizabeth, we've talked about this. You know, um, sometimes there are people who have said to me, you know, you can't be, you can't be saying this about same-sex attraction. I'm like, hmm, are you Catholic? <laughs> and they're like, of course I'm Catholic. And I was like, okay, well, it seems prideful uh, how you just said that, but okay. Um, <laughs> sorry, Lord. But um, so I'm like, so do you, do you believe in the church's teachings? Like that we didn't just make up last year, like that have been for, I mean, centuries upon centuries. And they're like, of course. I said, okay, but that's all I'm doing is I'm sharing the truth of Christ's teaching within this church that's written. And if you believe that homosexuality is okay, acting upon this and living it out is okay, then it's actually you who is standing against the church, not me. And so it's right. so amazing that I'm able to go back to that and show the church teaching. And then they're like, oh my gosh, I said, I don't mean that in like a hateful get out, but like we say we're Catholic, what does that mean? And so it's, it's created yeah. really good conversation, but I've got to admit, I don't get a lot of kickback because yeah. I believe people really do know the church's teaching and it's not up for discussion where I could take a Bible verse and be like, what do you think? Well, this is what he thinks and that's what she thinks. But when there's that church teaching to point at that we didn't just edit, right? It's been there. 
it's like, okay, you know, it's not my opinion and it's not yours. It's what the church teaches and you don't have to agree with it because you don't have to be Catholic. Right. And so in that, I've found that to be a really a beauty that I never saw before. Um, and I see that in a lot of different teachings. And so, um, but I've seen, I'm so supported, so supported in the Catholic church. I've got, um, churches in San Francisco that are asking me to come out all over the place. I just did a interview in Canada with a priest out there radically in love with the Lord. I mean, weeping on the call, praying in the spirit. It's just so beautiful. And so I've, I've been so blessed and so thankful because I, I journey in so many different circles and in, you know, the Christian circles. And it's just, I feel truly blessed to see the body of Christ, um, that the Lord would, would be gracious enough to let me experience him in his body in so many different circles. Um, and then to see it in the Catholic church as well, just as this wholeness. Um, and so it's, I, I, I don't really have words. I'm, I'm just very thankful. Um, there's always, always speed bumps, but the Lord is good. So. And do you have any last questions? Um, I don't think so. I just, I just so appreciate just who you are and your passion, you know, Kim, you're, I think if everybody were as one, you know, had one focus as much as you do, it just makes life so much simpler. And, and to me, that's, that's what strikes me about you is that it's like, you've already, already decided long ago what you're going to be about. And so it makes it very easy to know how to connect with you, what I'm going to get from you. Like it, it checks me, you know, it, it, it's like when you're that passionate in your pursuit of God, then it, it, it's a, it's a standard bearer. You know, it's, it's a, it's a plumb line for those around us. And I just love and honor that about you. And um, it's amazing how much you, you don't even have to say with words if you're just living something passionately. And, um, and I love that about you. And I, you know, just, I noticed that, you know, there's, I don't think that, I, I think that's part of the reason why you've been so successful at like planting this work for God that's gone on for 13, 14 years. And, you know, um, God just seems to be so blessing your life. It's like, you're all in. And in my experience, particularly for someone battling this issue, the struggle in life, that's what it takes is you have to be all in. If you've got, Elizabeth and I talk about this, if you've got an escape clause or if you've got a plan in your back pocket okay. for if this, if this doesn't work for me to really go after God and if he doesn't take away these desires or whatever, then I've got an, if my, in my experience, if you've got that, you'll never make progress. But so I love featuring a testimony like yours where you're so clearly all in and how much you seem so joyful. God has just really given you so much and entrusted you with so much. And I don't know, I'd love to have you pray that kind of passion and um, anointing even over everybody in change. Because I think that's what God's calling all of us to. Yeah, he's calling me to it more as well, right? It's like an ongoing yeah. The moment I think I'm all in, he's like, oh, did you see this? I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> so good, you know? And it's a joy, there's yeah. a joy in it. I'm so glad you said that, King, because there's a joy in it. This is not like, oh, I got to give you that too. Like, I had no idea that when I gave him my life and all that I knew it in included, that there was an abundance. He's saying that he came to give us life and life abundantly. 
This is not a sad sob story. Yes, we're going to hit persecution. Yes, but he is worth it. He's worth it. And when you're in yeah. love, things are worth it. Everything's worth it. There are hard days, absolutely. But there's that joy, that undercurrent of joy that only can come from the Lord, the peace that surpasses all understanding that my little mind could never understand. So absolutely. Um, and I see that in the both of you as well. So it's really a blessing. Um, and I would, I would be honored to pray. So thank you. Yeah. Oh, so Father God, we just come before you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you call us your own. We thank you that we have been paid by a price that is unfathomable. That Lord Jesus, your blood shed on Calvary Hill has set us free eternally, Lord, as we turn to you daily, moment by moment. It is only by your blood that we are set free and for whom the Son sets free is free indeed. So I thank you, Jesus, for the freedom that you paid for through relationship with you, Jesus, through an ongoing and never-ending pursuit of your heart that we can't earn, that it is freely given. And so I just pray right now in the name of Jesus Christ that we would open our hearts to you wider, Lord, that, that we would not just open the door to our heart, we would actually take off the hinges, Lord, and that there would just be no door that can swing closed. Holy Spirit, we ask in the name of Jesus Christ that you would remove any barriers in our minds, in our hearts that keep us from that full bore in love surrender to you, Jesus Christ, that you are worth it all, that our lives are not our own, that they are yours. I thank you, Lord, that you continue to awaken me and so many others, that this life that you've blessed us with is a gift to be given back to you. And so I just ask for anybody who is listening, Lord Jesus, that you would touch their heart. And when you touch their heart, that that door that we've got, that, that free will would just be ripped off, Lord, by our yes to you, by our surrender of our free will to you. And so we just ask Holy Spirit that you'd move in us in a greater measure, that what we thought was, was impossible, you would show possible beyond all measure, Lord, that we would not think with our own understanding, but the Holy Spirit, we would have the mind of Christ, that all things are possible, all for the glory of you, God, our Father. And so we thank you and praise you, Jesus, for how good you are. And we just ask for hearts, Lord, that you would touch our hearts, that you would tenderize and, and, and just implant in us your compassionate heart, Lord Jesus, that we need you. We cannot do it in our own efforts but it is through surrender to you, Jesus, through a loving surrender that we find true life and true freedom. I thank you for Ken and Elizabeth and the Changed Group, all you're doing in and through them, for you cannot do through us what you haven't yet done in us. So we just ask for an increase of change within our own lives so that it can be walked out um, for others, Lord, all for your glory. I ask blessings upon blessings upon blessings, all according to your will, Lord, over Ken, over Elizabeth, over the change movement, over everybody within this group. We pray that the floodgates would open and that souls would pour in, pour in, pour into this ministry and would find true life through a surrender to you, Jesus Christ, every day. So we thank you. We pray for the boldness of the Holy Spirit, that we would be as wise as a serpent, but as gentle as a dove, that there would be compassion and love in everything that we do, everything we think, everything we say, and everything we do. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you, Jesus, all honor, all glory, and all praise. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you.
Thank you. Sorry, my little paw goes up. It sometimes happens. <laughs> yeah, can't help it. Anyway, <laughs> you know, I just want to bless you, Tim, just real quick. Um, Father, we were so grateful for really the strong women that you're raising up in our generation, the leaders that you're raising up with. Father, we just pray that this book release would have favor, that it would give prosperity, Lord, that it would touch many lives, that it would open up uh, pathways to you, Jesus. Lord, I know it's highly anointed, and so, Father, I, we just bless that book. We ask that you would be glorified on every page. People's eyes would be open, their hearts would be open. And Father, I just pray for continued favor over Kim. Lord, all of the different connections that she has, I'm so grateful that you have networked her across this movement um, to key situations to be a voice. And Lord, I just pray that she would see you clearly. That, that her vision of you, Jesus, would be um, ever clearer and that she would on a daily basis be able to look into your eyes and be aligned with your heart, Jesus. Lord, we ask that in our generation, you would be glorified, that you would be glorified. So we bless you. We bless your daughter in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm so Bless glad you could can. join us. Thank you oh. for, you know, coming along and being with us. So you, everyone can find Kim's short story, story in the changed book. Mm. And uh, super grateful for you. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. And we'll be back again next week with, I think it's Ann Falk that'll be joining us next week. So eager to see everyone again. So thanks a lot. We'll see you. Thanks, Cam. Love you. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening. We're glad you joined us. For more content, visit changedmovement.com and follow us on social media. And remember, changed is possible.